0: Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal Word relating to events in this day and what it means to you.
1: And now, your host, Jeff Jenkins. Greetings, Brother Jeff on this end. Glad to be with you. And this is Stephen. we got some very interesting uh, topics that we'd like to talk about. We want to talk about, in a sense, uh, the foreknowledge of God in a sense that how does God call a church unto himself, a bride unto himself. Um, we're going to use some illustrations out of the uh, Old Testament in Genesis about uh, Eliezer being called to find uh, Isaac a bride, and the and the method by which he did it, and the prayers that he prayed. And it's it's an incredible journey, and I think you'll enjoy this. We're really talking about, in a sense, um, when I think about how God calls a bride. For instance, why are we? Myself, brother Jeff, and my, my, my father, brother Lonnie, and brother Steve. Why are we here in this studio? Why are there camera women and camera men? Why does uh, Franco and Amy work so diligently in the uh, in the uh, in the studio? It's because uh, we know there's a bride out there, and we're calling uh, for that bride, and 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 we're doing it. We we trust the way in which Christ would call a bride. Christ called a bride both, one, by the supernatural, but also by his very life. It was his nature that, and his life that drew the disciples to him. So we want to talk about, um, we might say, the manifested word, or it was a display of his humility, God's humility. God's humble, did you know that? God's meek, God's authentic. And people understand that. They, that resonates with them. They, when they see genuineness. In other words, we we do our best. Although we're on television, doesn't mean we have to be Hollywood, or doesn't mean that we have to um, come across uh, in a showmanship way. We believe that what really attracts the bride is his word, and so Brother Stephen and I uh, have devised uh, this subject matter on really. What are we doing, and who are we really ultimately after? I'll tell you what we're after. Isn't that right, Brother Steve? We're after the bride of Jesus Christ.
2: That's exactly right. And the, one of the things that uh, the viewing audience would uh, probably experience, even as they're watching this mm-hmm. particular broadcast, mm-hmm. is that uh, we're just one voice among many voices. Yeah, we yeah. And uh, we're, we're trying not to uh, just compete for yeah. airtime. There you go. We're really... Trying uh, with all that, uh, the grace and and uh, the uh, the revelation that God can give us, with mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. to to reach out to a group of of people, people mm-hmm. that can that can believe God, people mm-hmm. that really want a deeper walk with God. Mm-hmm people who know that there must be more than than what they're they're hearing Sunday after Sunday exactly. um, perhaps they've been in churches for years and years mm-hmm. perhaps they've just come to the Lord mm-hmm. but they know that there's more to uh, to to serving God than, than currently they're being exposed to and we're hoping that these broadcasts will will touch those lives, touch those hearts and bring them to a deeper understanding of what God's doing today.
1: So we're trying to appeal to a thirst that's in them.
2: That's right. And
1: maybe they, they're saying I feel guilty because I should be appreciating my assembly or my pastor, but I am on a plateau and I'm not moving on. Is it me? Is it the church? How do I know? And so I think all of us have gone through that on an individual basis, but ultimately, we must know that our church and the leadership is feeding us from the Word of God. So in other words, how does God, Brother Steve, we're talking about the terms bride, or we could use the other terms chosen, elect. I chose my bride. My wife's Debbie. We've got five kids. I chose my wife. She said yes. Well, Jesus Christ has a bride and she says yes. But what does that, what is uh, attractive, would you say, to the bride of Jesus Christ?
2: What, uh, what attracts the bride is um, something in the character of the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. And what I'm uh, hearing and seeing, I've uh, just come back from a trip to Germany, and mm-hmm. I've I've actually been in a couple of places uh, in the United States mm-hmm. uh, recently. And what I'm seeing in the in the hearts of the people and the conversations that I've had with them yeah. is that they really desire to know the character of God. Amen. And what they're finding is mm-hmm. that they're being um, fed a spare diet, yeah. uh, almost a, a rationed yeah. version of the Word of God. And mm-hmm. that's the only way that God has revealed Himself to us is mm. through His Word. Exactly, And, uh, of course, then the Word was made flesh and mm-hmm. in the form of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But it didn't even stop there. Then, of mm-hmm. course, in the form of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'll not leave you comfortless in mm-hmm. John uh, fourteen, he sa- uh, 16. He said, I will come again unto Amen. you. And so in the form of the Holy Spirit, Jesus came to uh, the upper room on Amen. the day of Pentecost and He poured Himself into those 120. Yes. And now they became the living word Hallelujah. in their day. And yeah. and that's what we're trying to reach out uh, with these broadcasts yeah. is into the hearts of those yeah. uh, people that have the thirst that you mentioned Amen. for more of God and to satisfy that desire within them to know this character of, of God. Uh, we know that as Christians, we have a personal relationship yep. with God. Yep. It's not like in some religions mm-hmm. where it's very impersonal mm-hmm. and and God is very distant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Bible says that He's an ever-present help Amen. in a time of need. Amen. He's a very personal God. He sticks closer to us than even a brother does. Amen. And so we're hoping that in the Broadcast, We're able to communicate something about the Word of God and something in the Word of God that reveals more of the character of God because when you choose a bride, you're looking for somebody that has a character, but not just that has a character, but that is also a reflection Amen. of your character. So if we want to be the bride of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we need to know what it is that He's expecting from us. How can I
1: be the kind of person that He would choose as a bride? And don't you feel that by lack of of that character that we see displayed within even in the frameworks of, of Christianity right that people's hearts have become hardened right. in other words when the truth finally does come like it stood right before Pontius Pilate amen and he says what is truth Wow. and and I would say that we're living in an age where people's people are becoming gospel-hardened yeah and it's because of the lack of the character of, of Jesus Christ and the lack of that personal walk I mean in other words that preacher that pastor He must be born again, and he must have a walk with Jesus himself in order to convey that sort of intimacy, right? Right, and it reminds me of the manner
2: that fell in the wilderness when the children of Israel had left Egypt They're mm-hmm. under the shed blood of a lamb. That's mm-hmm. the same as getting saved. They left the world, which yep. is like Egypt. Yep. They went through a baptism, as yep. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that they were baptized unto Moses mm-hmm. in the Red Sea. And so they've had a similar experience to the one that we're having as we come through the stages of uh, believing on the blood of Jesus Christ for our salvation, our water yep. baptism, now we start our walk of sanctification. Yeah. We start drawing closer to the Lord. What does He expect from me? Amen. What is what is the um, the steps of obedience that right. are necessary as I am on my journey to the Promised Land? Hallelujah! And uh, along the way, God provided them manna from heaven. Amen. And it was uh, spiritual. It was food for them. It was something supernatural, mm-hmm. but it was an everyday event. There was something that they had to pick up every day. It had to be fresh Hallelujah. manna and I believe that there's a group of people that we we know as the bride, people yeah. that have a this hunger and yeah. thirst for righteousness, yeah. and it's a, a hunger and a thirst that can only be filled by spiritual food in due season, the right food at the right time, and it has to be fresh. It cannot be something from 100 years ago no. or 200 years no. ago, because um, everything in nature has a natural process of progression. It grows, it expands and I believe that people have a hunger that's not being satisfied, and yet, just like a natural hunger, mm-hmm. the stomach can shrink, yeah. and the needs of the body can can be can be suppressed mm-hmm. until you're satisfied with just very little food. I I was raised um in, not raised, but I was eventually in an orphanage, mm-hmm. and um, in that orphanage uh, we were fed very little food. Mm. And uh, looking at me today, you might wonder <laughs> what happened in between. But I was eventually adopted, uh, God's grace uh, mm-hmm. into a Christian. Uh, home, and they started to to try and feed me. Hmm. And um, I remember it taking two hours to get through three or four spoonfuls of rice Amazing. because I just didn't have an appetite. I just didn't have a desire for Incredible. food. So it occurs to me that in the natural, mm-hmm. we're seeing something where if you don't get fed, mm-hmm. even though you have the hunger and you mm-hmm. have the desire, mm-hmm. eventually you'll become satisfied with less mm-hmm. or you'll feel just as you said, there just isn't anything to satisfy this hunger and you'll settle for that. But we're here to try yeah. and uh, reawaken the
1: appetite. And you think about that for a moment. If a person is not being fed amply, then that individual who's not feeding on Jesus Christ the Word, then that individual is not able to live the life. So he is also, or she is also discouraging herself because the keeping power, the transforming power, the Bible says we're renewed by the knowledge of the Word, that we, we literally can resist the devil by being steadfast in the faith. That by actually feeding on the word, we become that word in character and in nature. My words are spirit and life. So if they're not feeding on a, on a word, or a genuine, I'm talking about a, the word of God, the way the Apostle Paul preached it, the way Jesus Christ preached it, and it's all watered down with creeds and dogma's and programs, then they themselves are not feeding on a sustaining diet And they're not able to live the life. They're not able to have the victory in their own life. The men will be lusting and uh, cheating on their taxes and perhaps lying or whatever the natural course of the flesh might be. And yet the Word, the true, pure, 100% Word of God, not a watered-down gospel, can transform a life, can't it?
2: Amen. And... The the topic that we were we were discussing uh, about Rebecca yeah. in uh, in Genesis, yeah. where uh, Abraham sends his servant to go and look for a bride from amongst his people for his son mm-hmm. Isaac, mm-hmm. is um, when Eliezer prays, he's praying for character.
1: Yes, he, he is.
2: wants. He knows that he knows the character of Isaac. He knows the character of Abraham, mm-hmm. and he knows what is going to be necessary uh, to for this um, young girl to be able to fit in to that family. And he prays a prayer that's exactly along those lines. He's looking for character, and I believe that's that's our prayer as we're doing these broadcasts. We're like trying to be like Eliezer, no, no. and we're trying to find a bride right. that has the character or desires to have the character Amen. that will um, will will fit, will dovetail with the character of Christ. You know, Paul said, "We don't know what we will be like on that day, but mm-hmm. we will, we know this: we know we will be like the Word. We'll be like Him, Amen. the Word." Amen. And so. So as we as we share uh, on the different topics from Scripture, we're trying to build within people
1: uh, a, a renewed hunger Hallelujah. for the uh, revealed Word of God. Amen. You know, uh, John said when he when he sat with Jesus for those three and a half years, he said afterwards, reflecting back upon the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, he said, "My hands have handled Amen. of the Word of Life." That's right. So. He did not look at Jesus as mere theology. It was a person, and he knew that person. Amen. And we're supposed to know that person today, aren't we? Right.
2: And, you know, part of what John said was, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's mm-hmm. John chapter 1, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Very common scripture. A lot of mm-hmm. people refer to it. But there's a lot more to that because that word... Word mm-hmm. is the word logos, mm-hmm. and that Greek word logos has a much more, much deeper implication mm-hmm. than just. Um something uh that we would regard as as the word word something you read something you hear but really it taps into the very thought Mm -hmm. of god and the plan the intent Mm -hmm. and the and the attributes of god that are being displayed through a process now what the logos has displayed itself in many different ways through the old testament and that's what we're going to look at today and then also of course, ultimately in the life of Christ, Amen. but it didn't stop then. Now it's in His bride. Amen. So without the Word, uh, there's no way to really be an expression of the Logos for today the way that God intended it to be.
1: So in, in reality, if we go back, I, two thoughts came to me. One was the Genesis thought and one was a little bit of my own testimony. But when you go back to Genesis, you find that uh, after the fall, the whole process God had asked His children to multiply and reproduce. Right. So, in other words, God wanted to create a God race. Amen. And and people that would be bone of His bone, life of His life, spirit of His spirit, character of His character. So Eve was to, in a sense, reproduce little Jesuses. Right. And uh, little messiahs and little, the very very nature of Christ or God on earth would be on earth mm. throughout, and there'd be no sin. There'd be no more. sickness, there'd be no disease. It would have been absolute perfection in Eden. Satan came in, that was disturbed, uh, but ultimately God's plan goes on. He wants a people to have his very nature and he wants sons and daughters of God. And I was thinking when I was, um, I would have been 15 years old and I was in um, Hawaii and my dad was doing outreach meetings and I was not saved at the time. And my dad asked me if I would go to one of his outreach services. I said, yeah, I'll go. Out of respect for my dad, I went. When I got there to that meeting, uh, they were playing a film of a prophet, William Branham, whom we speak about often here on this broadcast. And I watched that film, and I watched that this man with... I watched a gift that I'd never seen other than in, depicted in the scriptures mm. about Jesus Christ himself. Right. And I saw him tell this lady her, the nature of her problem, her address, where she lived. And, and even me- her name. Even her name, Eva York. Yes. But for then, though, he was saying, you know, I'm waiting for something. It's the angel of the Lord. Well, when I heard that he was this man was waiting on an angel, and then later on, he said that was none other than the, the, the Lord of the Covenant, Amen. the same angel that led the children of Israel through the wilderness, Amen. I said, you mean Jehovah God of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ of the new, and that same pillar fire was now going to call a bride out in my day. Right. Oh my, that spoke to me. Well... I'm only 15 years old. All, all I'm seeing is, is this humble man tell this woman that goiter that is now on her neck is gone and visibly left. And I watch this humble character of Christ, and I'm not saved. I got long hair down the middle of my back. <laughs> and I'm weeping, and I'm glad the lights are off. <laughs> and I'm just weeping. But that manifestation of Jesus Christ in my day, the 21st century now, gripped me and i could never get away from that no matter how much the world tried to pull on me jesus was now more real mm. than this than this earth that we live in right you were talking about how god calls a bride and we're using rebecca and eliezer as an example i don't know if you'd like to get into it now but you were re- telling me before we started the broadcast about the prayer of eliezer and I just thought that was incredible. I, I
2: think let's look at that. It's yeah. in Genesis uh, chapter, um, um, I think it's uh, 24, is mm-hmm. correct. Genesis chapter 24. And just want to give you a little background. Abraham uh, couldn't have a son. God made a covenant with Abraham that he would be the father of many nations, that all the nations of the earth would be blessed Mm -hmm. uh, because of him and because of this line of uh, generations from Abraham. And uh, eventually, 25 years later, the promised son was born. His name was Isaac. And uh, Abraham is an an older man. Uh, His wife was older. And yet uh, uh, God uh, transformed them. She was able to give birth. And, yeah. and here's Isaac. Now he's grown, and uh, Abraham is now looking for a bride for Isaac. And uh, of course, there's another element in the story which we probably won't get into now. But that is, uh, as a father of a um, of a 19-year-old <laughs> daughter, now I wish I could choose. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. S- send a servant to choose a, a husband. You know, these days the, the young right. people, it seems, they they think they they can uh, make these choices on their own, and and we know that. Uh, at, if they're walking with God, yeah. if they're following the principles yeah. of uh, Scripture, don't be unequally yoked. Right. That uh, And uh, they pray sincerely that God will provide them yeah. the mate. Yeah. But um, I also want to be part of that process. Amen. And she knows that. And, and I think it's an important uh, part of the process that anybody that wants to... Um, uh, has uh, those intentions, Amen. um, would come and discuss it with me. I would discuss it with his parents. Right. And, uh, we'd make sure that from mm. the best that we know that the, these, this couple is compatible. That's well, this is the, sp- this is the spirit of this chapter 24 mm-hmm. is that Abraham, uh, wants his trusted servant to find a suitable bride for Isaac. And mm. that's the key there, a suitable bride. Mm. And, uh, Isaac, uh, uh, and uh, because of his father Abraham, who was being blessed as God promised, mm. is a very, very wealthy man. He yeah. has a he has um, a tremendous uh, wealth in the natural. Yeah. Plus, he has a tremendous spiritual heritage. Yes. God has told him that he would be the father of many nations. Yes. And obviously, with one son, that was going to have to be yeah. uh, Isaac. That was going to have to be the carrier yeah. of that promise. Amen. And so, the the wife of Isaac is going to have to be part of that. promise. Sure. Promise Very that she is going to be the bedding ground for the seed that was promised to Abraham, My. which Paul says in
1: Galatians was Christ. So Isaac, I mean, Eliezer then had to find a woman of character. And it had to be the right character to fit with
2: the promise that God had given to Abraham. That's beautiful. So with that uh, commission in mind, and by the way, Abraham uh, gives to um, uh, his servant, his trusted servant, which uh, we understand as Eliezer. He says um, that all the goods of his master were in his hands. So Mm -hmm. Abraham sends out this servant with uh, a tremendous, um, uh, almost a checkbook uh, that uh, whatever he needs to 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 find this bride he has access to all of Abraham's resources wow. in order to come that's how important this was to that's Abraham beautiful. he gave him access to the, to the he gave him power of attorney yeah. on everything that he owned yeah. and he said it's all in your hand My. just bring home the bride <laughs> and uh, so Abra- Eliezer was very aware of his commission yeah. and he and he took it very seriously and this is the prayer Very simple prayer. Verse 12 of uh, Genesis chapter 24. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Hmm. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water and let it come to pass. Now he he says exactly what he wants. Mm -hmm. That the damsel to whom I shall say, let down Thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, drink, and I will give your camels also. (laughs) Let the same be she thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Mm. So there's this prayer, very specific, very direct. But the part that I really like In this uh, prayer, is he said, "Today, give me success in my mission." He says, "Send me good speed this day. I want success today, right now, for
1: this mission that I've been sent on." And what I like also is he says, he knows he's a steward and a servant, and he says, "Show kindness." to my master Abraham. right. This is a Christ type, isn't it? Amen. I, I, this El Ezer is a type of Jesus himself, whether it's Jesus the physical, yeah. or Jesus through seven messengers, or the, the Apollo, Holy Spirit, Iranian, right. or, the Holy Spirit right. or now, we, in a sense, we are now pay, playing a type right now on on television. Correct. As the Eliezer seeking Jesus Christ, his bride. Amen. Because there's people out there that are thirsty. Amen. Yeah.
2: And and so the prayer was answered so directly. Yeah. That it's the Bible says in verse fifteen, and it came to pass before he had done. <laughs> Speaking, Beautiful. Speaking the word, speaking out, confessing boldly with his mouth exactly what he wanted, believing that he was on a, a godly min, mm. a mission because God had given Abraham a promise, you will be the father of many nations. That promise was going to have to be fulfilled through Isaac and his wife. Mm. So this mission was part of the covenant that God had made with Abraham. Beautiful. And so I, Eliezer is able to confidently pray out loud, God do this and do this this, mm-hmm. and do this, and do this, and uh, and um, and do it today. <laughs> and and that bold prayer, God was pleased with that, wasn't he? Very much so, because look at the way he answers it. Verse 16, remember verse 15, the the girl came out, yeah. and her name was Rebecca, and uh, she happens to, the Bible says, was born to the same family that Abraham was in, so it was fulfilling that requirement. So that it was it predestination would be, right now. Oh, and it was the exact family that uh, Abraham had sent uh, Eliezer to bring a a daughter out of that family. Now verse 16, and the damsel was very fair. This is something about the patriarchs, Mm -hmm. uh, Brother Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, that uh, really interests me is that they always seem to have the most beautiful wives. And and it's not just by accident because God said that when he had a bride, it would be a bride that would be without
1: spot and without blemish, a glorious church. We we are we're, we're we're out of time, and we barely got started, and I, we're going to carry on in the next broadcast. And I want to intersperse in the next broadcast something that Stephen said, and he just went over. and I'm sure there's many moms and dads that would enjoy more information about how do we how do we convey to our daughters daughter. You need to work through mom and dad because they know the best for you concerning a husband. Amen. And I think we can talk a little bit about that as well. But we're, we're looking at the broad picture of God calling a bride. And then we're going to take it down to the home life. And we're going to look a little bit about uh, I've got a daughter as well of marriageable age. I want that young man that's interested in my daughter to come to me first. And I want to find out if he's a man of character. And so Jesus wants a bride of character. Amen. So we'll be seeing you in just a few moments. God bless you.
3: As Jeff and Stephen have been speaking of Rebekah, we know that it was Abraham's faithful servant, Eliezer. We find that in Genesis 15-2, that that was the servant that was sent out to get a bride for Isaac. Isaac, as we know, types of Christ because he was the son of Abraham and he was the promised son. And so this bride that he was to get, Abraham says, take her from among my people. And so there had to be a blood relationship And that's exactly the same thing that we have to have in relationship to Christ. It has to be a blood relationship. And here's what a prophet said about that very subject. He says, so the messenger of God, the Holy Ghost in this last days is seeking out a bride. He had to deal with the church that calls itself the mother and then the brother, the preacher. That's exactly, he had to fuss with those two. They was the ones that kicked up a fuss about Rebecca leaving. But now he says, you've got to make your choice. Will you go? And look, she quickly said when she had heard about Isaac, before she'd even seen him, I will go. Why is that? Because there was a blood relationship and the blood relationship gives us an I will when Jesus speaks.
0: Today's program, Rebecca, the Bride of the Promised Son, is available on DVD, as well as a sermon by Brother Stephen Strew entitled, The Rebecca Principle. To order these DVDs or the books mentioned by Pastor Jeff Jenkins, visit us on the web at globalanswers.us or write to Global Answers at 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio. Our zip code is 45801 here in the USA. Remember, we'd really like to hear from you. Your comments and questions help us choose topics and guests for upcoming programs. Our email address is info at globalanswers.us Thanks for joining us and may our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless